RadioInfluence.com. So, my name's Elizabeth, and I'm a millennial. I'm Nicole, and I'm a Gen Xer. And this is the You're Not Wrong podcast, where two know-it-alls and friends from different generations try to prove we're right when we're probably both wrong. I'm a big enough person to say that. I'm, I I, I'm sometimes wrong. Sometimes I'm... Sometimes I am wrong. Wow, okay. <laughs> I didn't think we were going to get there. Sometimes. Growth from you already. Episode Sometimes. one. So, um, how is your week going? Wow. That's a loaded question. You can just, you know. It's a loaded question. Short oh, okay. <laughs> she doesn't really want to know. That's the thing. Like, Does one, anyone really want to know? I heard this story today about, like, during the pandemic and people ask you how you're doing. You should not say fine. You should actually tell them what's going on. But I also think nobody actually cares. I just cares. don't actually care. Yeah, yeah nobody really cares. I'm going to be honest. So I'll answer that by saying, I'm fine. Oh, that's great. I'm happy to hear that. You didn't ask me, but I'm also just fine. Doing great. Um, do you know what day it is today? It is May the 4th. I do know no. what it is. It's don't Tuesday, May the 4th. Okay. So I'm going to come out with potentially what is the most controversial thing I might say. For the mm. entirety that we have the show. This needs to stop. This whole May what thing needs to needs stop. To what are you stop. talking I'm so about? Over it. No. What are you talking it about? It leads up, you know it's coming because you see the ramen memes. Do you know what I'm talking about? You see Justin Timberlake and his ramen hair, and it's gonna be May. <laughs> and you know what? Guess what? I know it's May. I know it's gonna be May. It's always that's how the calendar works. It's April and then it's May. Um, and then it's always May the 4th, May the 4th. I, you know how many memes I had to see the day that were like, also I happen to be Catholic, so you see, may the 4th be with you and with your spirit. It's like, I don't need, I don't, can we just get to Cinco? Let me, let me say this. I, I would like to know on a scale of one to 10, how big a fan of Star Wars are you? How big, um, that's, I see what, no, just answer the question on 10, a scale of one to 10. I would say I'm probably like a four. Okay, so that's the thing. Like I've seen all the movies. I know You're all not the things into that people it. are talking about, but yeah, I'm not wearing like a costume it's and a going on a con. big deal to people who really love Star Wars. But it's not like when a day happens where it's like it's Pi Day and you know it's like 3.14 and then it's like the year where all those other numbers go on mm -hmm. and you're like, oh wow, that is actually really cool. Yeah. It's like one of the few times that'll happen. Yeah. That's something. May the 4th happens. Every year, it Every does. Year it happens. It's not a holiday. And I people don't get who enjoy out of it. There's no discount. Nothing ha like. There's no. I can't have a drink for it. Like what? You can actually. People do whole events about watching Star Wars and celebrating May the Fourth. The funny thing about this that I never really thought about is that it's actually the day before Cinco de Mayo. Correct. And you care about that, right? Do you care about Cinco de Mayo? I'm not trying to be <laughs> racist. Tell me why you think I care about Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> because you're a young person and you like to drink. Okay, yes. And so, therefore. I really thought we were going to. No, really we're not. That, it's, not <laughs> it's not going there. So, my thing is like, there's a holiday or a day that means absolutely nothing, really, in yes. the grand scheme of things in American History, like I don't even really know what what it's about. My son actually asked Cinco me the other Mayo day, like, day, "What is it?" It's actually not even Mexican Independence exactly. Day. Exactly, it's, it's, it's a day that they celebrate because I believe a battle, and I might even be wrong because I'm and an I American think, and yeah, I don't know. I think that, but yeah. I love tacos. 
And, and I love tacos more than I love lightsabers. So. I actually enjoy, I think I enjoy May the 4th more because I Jesus. live with a bunch of Star Wars fans and I actually really like Star this Wars. This actually hurts me. I know. Do you know what I think it is? So what? I looked this I looked this up actually. So we start by saying like, I'm a millennial. Right. I'm a Gen Xer. Yep. We're both cuspers. Did you know that? People say that, but I feel very strongly as a Gen Xer. You can identify I really feel you very want strongly identify, about being a Gen Xer. But I'm telling you, we are both cuspers. And I feel like there is a lot of me who does get frustrated with millennials. Because I'm right on that cusp of being a Gen Z. And are the millennials the one that started May the 4th? Um, I wouldn't. I think they probably are. But also mm. they're the ones that don't. No, you don't think so? They, Was it us? Was it Gen Xers? Okay, but let me tell oh, you one even thing. More you know who else enjoys <laughs> you know who else enjoys May the fourth? Gen Zers. Like my I, son. I, he's he's like, can we do um May the fourth as a family? I had faith because I think the thing about millennials, and this is why they've gotten into a fight with Gen Zers online, is that they don't let a thing die. It's like just let it die. It's okay. We had a good laugh about it and we're moving on, and that's where we are now. And I and so it concerns me that your son is into May the fourth because he's I was really big. hoping that as pop culture continued, we'd move on from this. No, it's unfortunate because Gen Xers are very big into Star Wars, and then we had children who are Gen Zers, and we made them be big Star Wars fans. So we're continuing it. Even with the new movies? Even the new movies? Because the new, new movies are actually good. The ones that came out... What with, are you this is, this is This is the issue. This oh is the God. issue. I put my hat the one, on, and I put This is the issue. On. The ones that came out when you were coming up are trash. No one's debating that. The ones that came out when my son is coming up, they're are actually decent. Also garbage. No, they're not. They're not bad. Um, they're I'm actually sorry. pretty good. In a world Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren kisses. What's her face at the end well, of the movie? Well, that's the small on. part no, about it's it. Not a small, this stuff matters, and it doesn't make any sense, and that's why I don't <laughs> like the new ones. The ones during your time were really bad. I would not be a May Fourther if I were you, because they are <laughs> that trash with that little Dobby thing. No, thank you. Oh my god, it's <laughs> awful. <laughs> Okay, sorry. Oh, wait, what was his name? Wasn't that Dobby? Oh, I'm thinking about... Um... No, that's Harry Potter. <laughs> which is another thing, by the way, that millennials... That I'm self-hating I'm right now. I'm over which, Harry this Potter. This was supposed to be... This was supposed <laughs> to be a podcast where you hate on me. <laughs> yeah, you're hating on everything I'm hating I like. myself right now. <laughs> oh, and your own people. On my own people. Because, oh my God, we Harry get it. Potter, Let the Harry Potter Harry go. Potter we get go. it. It's like, okay. The butterbeer is good, but... My son's not even into it. Again, I am producing a thing that is like me. He does not like Harry Potter, and he likes Star Wars, and he doesn't like Disney. He likes Busch Gardens. Does he not like Harry Potter because J.K. Rowling's problematic now? No. He doesn't even know about that. He doesn't like it because he's like, I don't want to watch this kid doing magic. He's just not into it. And, like, living away from his home and, like, being... He's an orphan. He didn't have a home. <laughs> exactly. He's he not into... in a cupboard in he, the, under the stairs. He's not buying it. He doesn't like any of, like, Lord of the Rings or, like, Harry Potter, like, any anything that was filmed in... Edinburgh or wherever they film it at, you know he's not into Edinburgh. That okay, yeah, he's not into that. Um, so I'll so I guess thanks for listening to my rant about May the Fourth. I was okay. hoping that I could evangelize you Who on my side. Who doesn't like a May the Fourth? I'm just Give over the me. memes. I'm over the I the know. same freaking picture. If I have to see Justin Timberlake one more time, I'm just gonna delete my Instagram. I'm not you know next year. It's just not worth it. Okay. Um, so did what you see? Did you see Will Smith this week? I did because I'm in a text chat with a best friend of mine and a couple other friends. And he texted me the picture of Will Smith. And he said, I'm going to actually read what he said here. 
I had not seen it until he texted it to me. He's like, me and Will Smith have the same body. It's the pose for me. It's a dad bod. It is a dad bod. <laughs> so I don't know if anybody saw this, but Will Smith was on Instagram um, today and he showed off his pandemic body. Which you know what? It's funny because I think in the pandemic you could have gone. I, yeah, you could have gone one or two ways. You could have actually been that's a way more in shape coming out of the pandemic than you were going in, or you could be in worse shape coming out than you were going in. Um, I think early on I sort of made the decision that I didn't want to be worse, even let's just stay the same or a little <laughs> bit better. But Will Smith obviously just gave in and was like, you know what? I'm, it's so many things he has to think about. He's not worried about his body. Okay, let me ask you this, though. I agree with you in that the pandemic, you either can't. I actually feel like I did come out better. I think I came out better, too. Yeah. But it comes and goes. Right. Yeah. I mean, like anything, you get busy. And yep. here's my question. Will Smith, when you're that rich, when you're that famous, you've got trainers, you've got chefs. Did his life really change that much for the pandemic? I mean, yeah, he couldn't go outside. I mean, obviously. Yeah. I think Will Smith was a globetrotter. He was, I mean, I follow him. He's a globetrotter, he travels a lot. I think he was into fitness and working out. Gyms were closed, but he probably has a gym in his house. He's got, He's. I'm sure he has a team of personal trainers. But the thing is, when you're that wealthy, I think you still, I mean, yes, you have all those things at your discretion, but you also have really good food and cooks and alcohol and champagne. And you may just say, you know what? I know I can tighten this up in like 30 days because I have all these great trainers. That's true too. So I'm going to just indulge. Yeah. And also, just because you're rich doesn't mean you're not stressed. He also said, I'm in the worst shape of my life. He did say that. And I was like, I, I was like wow. That ain't that bad though. No, he's got a dad bod. He, I mean, if most men look like this, they would be happy. He's, it's not that bad. I think he's old enough to be my father. Yes, he is. He's older than me. But he's, I mean, it's still not that bad. You think he's hot? I do think he's hot. What, which, which of these men do, does your generation think is hot? He's old. <laughs> he's like at least 50. I think everyone can admit that Will Smith is hot. Okay, that's good to Even know. Even with a dad bod. I mean, he's yeah, Will Smith. He's Will Smith. So... He's never not going to be hot. It's okay. like we were talking earlier about like Denzel. Similar Denzel caliber is going to always look good. Always going to look good. And most women from all generations like Denzel. Even the old ones, they love him. And the younger ones like him. I haven't him. seen him recently, but I did see a movie with him in it young. And I was like, huh. Oh, yeah. He was real right. fine when he was, was young. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, okay, he, I got it. He hit, yeah. Even with his messed up teeth, he was, he was fine. <laughs> he was good looking. He's a good looking man. But you said something there that was like. So true. You come what? into this pandemic one way, you either leave the same or you leave completely different. <sighs> Which is apparently true even if you're like, what, 80 years old and a bajillionaire? Yeah, I think so. I think this is like, I always say there's some things that are like common denominators, like it will humble you. And I, and I think kids are that way. I always say like people think, well, I'm this and I'm that and my kids are going to be great because of this. And then they come into the world and you're like, you know what? Actually, they may not be that great. It humbles you. It's a denom it's a common denominator. You know, I constantly think that. It's true. As someone without kids, I constantly think It's like, a concern. I'm gonna have a kid and I bet it's not gonna be as good as I want it to be. That's right. It's and you know what? There's great. nothing you can do about it. You can do everything great and try to do all the stuff that's right and they could still just be basic. I'm not I'm not gonna lie. Every now and then I look at my pet and I think you could be doing better. <laughs> 
and I adopted you from a humane society, so I could get rid of you and get a new one. Because you're not doing a, you're not you doing good enough. Do, when I say get off, you get off. That's my. That's He's not smart what I'm enough. So, so that's the thing. I think the can't do that with a kid. I think the pandemic also was like, no matter how great you thought you were, how much you had it together. It hits you in a different way. It's a, I was it's a completely new thing. Bill and Melinda Gates, actually, because oh. <laughs> they're oh, now divorced. Wow. A lot of yeah, lots of lots of. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Bill Gates and Melinda Gates announced that they were getting a divorce this week. I'm I'm curious. Like, After 27 years, that's not even the part that makes me curious. What are you curious about? They're so old at this point. They're not that old. Oh, my goodness. Yes, yes, they are. They're 65. That's too old to get a divorce? Is that all they are? Yeah. But I Gay, really Bill thought Gates Bill is 65. <laughs> How old did you think he was? I thought he was at least 85. No, like, I really, really thought. Come on now. No, for real. You thought Bill, he does not look 85? Come uh, on now. 85? That man don't look 85. That man looks 85. He does not. He I don't know what kind of 85 you're looking at. Um, I guess we just age well in my family because. Uh, uh, yeah, because that is not. I mean, this is an 85. This is a. This could be 85 for some people. Thank you. That's what I'm but saying. But not Bill Gates. You need to know that Bill Gates will look worse than that at 85. You think so? Yes. Why? Because he looks like this at 65. I think when you're that rich, though, you get the blood of the no, young or something. He's not. He doesn't have the makings. He hasn't done anything yet. So he's still okay. he's he's letting eight nature right. take well, its course. Well, then I take back what I said because sixty five is actually not so bad. So right? you think you think there's an age where you shouldn't get divorced? I think there's an age where you just kind of there's definitely an age and a money point where you just say, whatever. I'll get a house over here. You get a house over there. It's Ooh. just easier this way. Just don't talk to me. No. Right? Mm -mm. And then you say, you know what? You do your thing. I'll do my thing. No. That's fine. I don't want to go through the rigmarole of divorce. No. And you got to divide the assets. I think the what? more money you have, the more you... See, this is the thing. This is what I've come to think. I used to think the more money you had, the less reason to get divorced. I actually think the poorer you are... No. The, actually, that's more of a... That is more of a reason to stay together. Because okay. once you get to a certain amount of money, you're like... Here you go. But then you got to give half. You, uh, it, it, you at a certain point, it's him so much, it doesn't even matter. If you had $30 billion, like, here's 15. Go. I'm going to I think fine. part of me would still be like, that's my $30 billion. Because so. there's another thing that you realize is that, like, you cannot put a price on peace. Okay, but that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like, why? There's you can't people, put a price on peace. There's people, there's couples out there who don't even sleep in the same bed, who have different that houses. Sounds like a nightmare. They could live <laughs> on opposite coasts and just never see each but other But they're again. still married. But who cares? It matters. You've, who cares? I know. It's weird. It's the weirdest thing that's you've ever saying. seen. Like, at a certain point... You know, I can see why you would get married because it's like you get tax breaks and health insurance. And there is a thing that's called love and commitment. Sure, yeah, so I've heard. But <laughs> it's one little thing. It is not the most important. People, but yeah. people say that. Um, we'll see. But yeah, I know. <laughs> I'll, I'll let, I'll let you know if I ever find that. These days. <laughs> but to get divorced, again, why bother? It just because seems like a lot of stress. Because you're connected. And honestly... I think just like much we like we saw with um who's the Amazon guy? Bezos. Like you know, they were in love with other people. You know what I mean? They they literally were like 
this is enough. But do you have to marry that other person? No, but there's like, a certain thing about like just wanting karma to be good and like to be clear. It's like you don't want to be in a relationship with somebody and you're actually still married. Like that just is that's not good to wake up to. Like, you know, it, it's hard to explain, but I do think that there's something to be said about ending things appropriately to give you the best chance for moving forward. Um, if I was Bill Gates' wife and he was like, I want a divorce, I'd be like, okay. <laughs> like that's, I mean, there's no there's no reason to fight that. Like, and I've been married for 27 years. This is what I got from this story. There is an expiration date on things. And that is a very like. I think there's a bell curve on what, if you're kind of here, you're gonna stay together. And once you make more money or less money, it's not gonna work. Right, because like going if you're kind the of more if you're the on worst. this part, the middle part of that bell curve, you're like, okay, we can make this work. It's not worth it. Maybe you're right. Maybe at a certain point, you just have so much money, you're like, I don't even care. My the more you will make, handle this. the more and you make. The if you're poor, if you're broke, you're gonna overlook some things because you're like, we need to make rent, and we got these kids to take care of. It's, it doesn't true. even matter what you're like. You're doing that, okay? Whatever. I'll see you later because I gotta. We gotta pay these bills. But if you're making millions. Like, it's not making me happy. But again, I'm still in my head. I'm like, they could just, they could just never see each other again. And who cares? It's icky. It's icky. It it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right. It's a, it's a very strange thing. This marriage thing. I don't understand it. It's very weird. And I've been in it for 14 years. But it's very strange. I don't know. I don't know. It's a crazy thing. You really don't know. Like, why? Would a person after 27 years and all this money get divorced? You know what? Because they're just tired oh, of each other. Oh, I mean, other. I'm sure I could come up with a thousand reasons why they why they would want to never see the other person again. Yes. But as far as to like make it all legal, it just feels like a, eh, it's I a think waste that's, of time. I think that's the most, that's the best way to do it. But, but this story to me wasn't about money. It was just about like the expiration of it all. Like, I really do think that most things. Have an expiration date? Yeah. Unfortunately, um, it's just a sad reality. I mean, I guess we all do. Everything. <laughs> it's my like pandemic philosophy yeah, wow, coming out. Dark. It got deep. It got deep. <laughs> also, what it made me think about is the humanizing aspect of the pandemic. And we're talking a lot about the pandemic, which one day we won't talk about as much. It's already over. That's what they say. In Florida, it's already over. That's what they say. Yeah. They say it's over. It's been over for like two days. It's done. I don't COVID. Who's that? But I there the COVID divorce. Like it's a real thing. You know what's worse? What? At least maybe it's not worse. But from my perspective as a single young woman, the COVID marriage. Oof. Stay single, please. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be here when you're done. Let it ride out. Why, let this ride. I get it. You don't want to get it. You can't meet anybody right now. It's a pandemic. But you know what? You don't need to marry her. Give it a minute. Well, I'm right here. Well, well, you know who got married during the pandemic? God, I, everybody, it seems. Jeannie Mai from The Real. Sorry. You don't know who Jeannie Mai Sorry. is from The Real? Sorry. The talk show The Real? <laughs> no. Aren't you a millennia? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am a full hundred years. You don't watch The Real with Lonnie Love, Adrian Bailon. I know Adrian Bailon because she was a cheetah girl. I know. And Jeannie Mai, this whole show is for you, by the way. Okay. Well, anyway, that's. No, I'm just kidding. Well, she you, got married. She got married to. Do you know who Jeezy is, the yeah, rapper? Okay, I know who that is. 
I'm just checking. She got married to Jeezy, and they had a small ceremony. They're at already their divorced. Home. They are not. <laughs> um, they did not get divorced yet, but they got married during the pandemic, and she didn't invite any of the co-hosts from the real. Okay. And so there was a lot of chatter about this on the internet recently. But it was um, a COVID wedding, so like she it was a have co- that it many It was a COVID wedding, but what theory. was also odd about it is that they made each other's guest list. That's very odd. Yeah, so... That he, would be like, I don't like your mom, so... So she's not on the list, <laughs> right. They made each other's guest list, and he didn't put any of the real on the list, and their rule was that these people have to have spent time with both of us. That's fair, actually. I think that's fair. Because I can't tell you how many weddings I've been invited to where I haven't seen the person I know in, like, at least 10 years. That's probably a lot, but uh, for a wow. while. And then I've never even met their significant other. And I'm like, why am I driving out to, like, Texas to... Exactly. I don't know you. Exactly. I don't care about your love. Exactly. So that was all... That was a lot of chatter this week. And I'm actually looking for the story right now. So well, I can't tell me. you how many... How many engagements I was a part of during COVID. Really? That I helped to orchestrate at least three. Really? Three. People proposed during the pandemic? Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, because think about it this way. I think, my, I mean, I don't, I'm not an economist, but my, I think a lot of people, they were at home, so they were saving up a lot. Mm-hmm. So maybe if you'd been on the cusp of potentially getting married. So now you're stuck at home with this person you've not seen another person in months you've been saving up all this money you thought you were going to propose anyway shit there's no better time to do it than during a pandemic you might and then you'll get married when you're out of it so now there's a bunch of weddings i'm going to this year that are for the pandemic and part of me is a little bit like i think you need to normalize before you do that like yeah we're all in love or either we hate each other during a pandemic let's let it be over and then see where we stand i agree i mean i don't like don't put your life on hold necessarily no, if you but, thought you were going to get married. But yeah, to a certain extent, like maybe come out of this. Come out of it and wait a little bit and make see. sure you know who that person still exactly. is. Exactly. Like outside of a crisis. Yeah. Um. So back to Jeannie Ma. I found this story to be very interesting and I'm going to tell you why. So she didn't invite the co-hosts. There's all this drama about it. And she doesn't get along with them, blah, blah, blah. And then it brought up another topic of like, do you have to be friends with your coworkers? No. And also, after a certain age, how many new friends do you make? So I was, I thought about this a lot because, you know, we haven't been in the office in a really long time. And the people who I've really kind of maintained connections with um, out in terms of coworkers are people who I actually consider to be friends. But it's not that many. okay it's like one or two right yeah maybe three so like I definitely feel like there was a point in my life where I was like I'm not gonna make any new friends and I'm okay with that I don't know I feel like I feel like none of my friends have friends what do you mean like (laughs) okay it's like obviously I'm friends with these people so I do know them but like a lot of my friends live in other places so my bet like let's take my best friend for example she lives in Boston she, we met in college. She moved out there. She's got, like, some people, but she doesn't really have any real friends, like, yeah, ride or die. I like, that. I work for her in Boston. I understand And that. same, vice versa. And so it's, like, I feel like a lot of us just ended up all across the, the U.S. 
And like, yeah, you have friends, but they don't live near you. They can't help you out. They're not really, I don't know what her day to day is. Right. I don't know. She doesn't know mine, you know, and that's normal and natural. But at the same time, it's like, I just think a lot of us, at least at my age, we don't really have, I have friends, but it's because I made sure to make friends outside of work. Right. If I only had friends from work. It would be this, this but, very odd group of friends. But I, I think that's true. But I think at a certain point, you decide that you don't need any more new friends. Like, at what point are you going to be like, I don't need to make any new friends? Probably when you're married with a kid and you're too busy that's for friend hap- stuff. That's what happens. Yeah. That's what happens. And so I never forget, like, one of my coworkers was like, we should take a trip to do blah, blah, blah. And I was like... I'm not taking a trip. No, I'm not doing that. (laughs) Like, I have friends, real friends, that I can't even find the time to take a trip with. Right. So, and it sounded so mean. And it really wasn't being mean. It was just being honest about, like, my capacity to invest in the friendship and also to trust you enough to do something like that with you. So I think like the problem is, and I'm seeing this a lot right now. So I'm 27. Okay. Yeah. Freshly turned, Mm -hmm. just for the record, like a week in. But... So, like, there's some of people my age who are my friends who are married and, like, mm-hmm. are trying to have a kid. And then there's some of us who are, like, in serious relationships or they're engaged. So they're, like, kind of in that or, like, they're freshly married. Um, and then there's some of us who are still single and just kind of, like, doing whatever we want. And so I think the hard part is when you're at that point where not everyone like, because it's very... It's all different now. It's all different. It's And then not only that, but, like, all of us have different jobs, have different schedules. Some of us can afford to go to Puerto Rico. Some of us can't afford to go on vacation. Like, so I think that's where it starts to be like, uh, I might actually need some new friends. In your same lifestyle. Yeah, cause I don't like, I might not have someone who I can go on vacation with, who's not, you know, I'm not booed up, so what am I supposed to do? Just never take a vacation? That's very or interesting. Or go solo? Solo's fine, but you can, you can only do that. So, like, every now and then you do want to take a girl's trip. Yes. Well, a lot of my girls are in a relationship, so they're not always going to be able to just drop everything and go with me when they might want to save their days to go with their husband, boyfriend, whatever. And I get that. Yeah. So it's like, I think that's when you're like, I need to make friends. <laughs> I think that, yeah, I think... That is what happens. And it's funny because I think I probably didn't do that. So I just waited until we all caught back up. <laughs> I'm like, going to do stuff now. Like, I mean, you don't know, like at that age, I was like, yeah, we're all doing these different things and we don't have time. And then it went on for like 10 years. And now we're like, oh, wait, now we're ready I, to take trips again together. Because everybody's like- kid is older and we have enough money. I feel like you got even still though it wasn't as wide a diversity as it is in my like in my generation. No, it was it was pretty bad. Well, I will say geographically we were all over the place. No, but I mean as far as like so and so's married with a baby no, and this it, one's engaged. It's and different. This one's, it's but all it, different. But was Mo- it that di- like that? It crazy? still is. I mean, I'm one of the few. One of my friends is married. Are the other ones like divorced? Would you say divorced or never married? They're married. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I have. Friends who don't have children. I have friends who do have children. I have friends, like I'm in the minority of like being married, still married with a kid that's as young as mine. Like a lot of my friends had kids earlier. Yeah. So their kids are older. Um, some of them never got married. Some of them are married and divorced, but still no kids. So what did you do when you wanted to hang out with just a friend? 
I mean, you didn't make I friends. Was, I was. I I was the one who probably couldn't go as much because I had a kid. Gotcha. You know what I mean? So like I I they were going. There were times where I couldn't go. And then there were times where the ones of us who could go went and the other ones didn't. There was definitely a very like period of time where we didn't do a lot because we were all yeah, over so the place. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, do you and make- I didn't want and I didn't make any new friends. That's the thing. Right. So this study that I looked up, there was a study that said 45 percent of adults say they find it difficult to make new friends. And a new study that looked at 2000 Americans revealed that the average American hasn't made a new friend in five years. It said, in fact, it seems for many, the popularity hits its peak at age 23 and for 36 percent it peaks even before 21 where you stop making new friends. Yeah. And I really felt that. Like, I I feel like at 28 or whatever, when I got married, like, I literally was like, I may, I may have made a, one friend every few years. But what are we considering friendship? A person who I can tell my business to and who I yeah. go places with. Um. Yeah. Then that's going to be hard because I could say, at least for me, like I've got friends so far as like I've got friends that I go to the bar with. I have friends that I hang out with. Yeah, I don't I have do friends that. that. Like, but and I have friends that I go to the gym with, but I don't have like I would say I haven't made a friend where it's like, oh, I, you know, let I me can tell call you about you some help shit. Or call yeah. you to pick me up from the airport. I mean, I'm sure some of them will pick me up from the airport. Okay. I'm, I'm a <laughs> that's very, a real oh, friend. Oh. Is it? <laughs> a friend that will pick you up from the airport and help you move, that's a real damn friend. Some people are just desperate, though. Some people that are ain't just no, like, that's a crazy <laughs> person. Because I don't need, I'd be like, how much can I help you put on the movers? Because I hate moving. If I'm, to help you move, like the last person I helped move was my friend Jade in Dallas. Like, I'm, that was one of the few friends. In the last 10 years, I can count on my hand the amount of friends that I've made. And that's maybe because I consider a friend to be different. Are we friends? We are friends. Okay. We are friends. I already didn't know the answer. Yep. You're one of the last ones. And I say all the time, like, I probably won't make any new friends. Like, that's the thing I say. Because the ones I have, I don't even feel like I invest enough in. But then every now and then, a person slips in where I'm like, oh, okay. I will say that the friends that I have made have the better friends that I've made have been through work. Yes, and I think that happens at this point. But I think it's also because we're- You're there the most of the time. We're there all the time, but also there's that shared trauma of we're going through yep. the thing together. Yep. And so it's like you either become, you know, there's that whole like, it's us versus them. It's either us yeah. versus them, or it's us versus them. Yeah. But there's, you know, you, you always have, have a team. with them. Right. right, and so I feel like that's because I have a friend. I made a friend. You made one I made friend. friend. You made one friend. <laughs> uh, like about four years ago. Okay. And she and I are still very close friends. And I call her. Well, we've gotten out of touch because she did have a kid. Mm-hmm. But um, and I understood that. But now um, it's, it's ebbs and flows. It ebbs and flows. Now he's a little older, so we've been getting into the groove of like mm-hmm. trying to call each other once a month or so, if not more. Mm-hmm. And so you know, it's back on, but. Um, yeah, we were coworkers. Yeah, and I'm thinking to myself, I mean, outside of work, how many friends have I made in the last 10 years? Oh, man. It may have been it may have been like two. A lot of times I become friends with people that I do business with. 
that's normal. That's because still we kind of are like we kind of have a kinship. Like yeah, I, they they understand me and I understand them. You're describing working together. Yeah. So. so outside of that, um, maybe I have one. made I have made potentially. It's still early days. We can't say. Yeah, sure, it's you know? growing friendship. But I've I've growing a friendship now that uh, we met through a friend of a friend. I did not even like these people, mm-hmm. but I met her and I was like, okay, we can be friends. Right. Like, so, you know, we're chill now and hopefully potentially new friends so that I can just not be a statistic. It's Every very four interesting years, to I'll me. Make a friend, I, so. think, I think that it'll be even harder now. I think it is harder now. Did you know that? Okay. So what do you know about dating apps? Not a lot. Okay. Let me, let me learn you. So <laughs> there's, um, like hinge is popular. Hinge? Yeah. I don't like that name. It's I don't like either. Unhinge. It's not like a serial killer. I don't like it. And you know what? Well, I'm sure okay, at some I point like we'll talk. Hinge. But then there's uh, like obviously everyone knows Tinder. Yeah, I know Tinder. Yeah, so like Hinge is like the relationship one. Okay, and Tinder is and the Tinder is the hookup one. I do know that one. And, and plenty in the of fish. middle, plenty girl. If you're on, <laughs> if, if you, if you are on, if someone were to tell me I'm on plenty of fish, I'd be like, are you in an episode of Catfish? Like what? <laughs> I'm sorry, what year is it? I found it to be funny because one time I was at the public library and this man was on Plenty of Fish on the computer. Are you, yeah, exactly. Are you like in a Christian fundamentalist cult? Like why are you? And he had to go to the library to get on it. I'm like, what's going on at home? Why are you at the library on Plenty of Fish? It was giving me too much. No, you should not be on Plenty of Fish. At the library. (laughs) I have seen people watching porn at the library. This is a road we don't want to go down, but. I'll just say no. Plenty of fish, <laughs> definitely not. I would say so. Like hinge, like I said, I have a friend that got married off of um. What's the good one? Hinge. No, the big one. Match. Tinder. Oh, so those those are. I think those are for older people. Because they were around in a time when it, they were like the first ones, right? They got married off of it. But they also make you pay for them. You do pay. And I know and people, a lot of people don't pay. Him. I know. No. And yeah. there's so You're many not of that them. desperate. No. Yeah. Not yet. <laughs> no, at a certain point, I'll just be paying a matchmaker a full salary to help me out. But um, no, mm. when there's so many free ones, why would you, you know? So the yeah. relationship one, Tinder hookup one, and then there's Bumble, which is I've like, heard about Bumble. That's I it. have some older friends who are on Bumble. Lots, I think everyone's on Bumble now. Okay. Because that's the one in the middle. So you might find a relationship, you might find a hookup. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like your mileage may vary, I would say, it has been my experience. But on there, they also have a friendship one. No. Bumble BFF. <laughs> so you can go on there, and if you it's are- giving me desperate. I mean, I don't understand why people aren't just. I think if you move to a new town, you're working from home. Mm-mm. It's giving me single white female. That is, I am. Not, I'm gonna be honest. I am not on Bumble BFF because I did think that it was gonna be a single white female situation where next thing you know, my identity is your hairstyle and buy everything. Your car, yeah. like, hold on. Yeah, fully. Like, <laughs> or. You know, in my experience, you might hit up a girl who says she wants to be friends. But she wants more. People are actually doing friendships on these things. I have not seen it work, personally, but they say it works. See, the thing about me is I like being alone too much to do that. I agree. I would just go do stuff alone before I do that. This is why I'm single. There's nothing better (laughs) to me than a day of, like, 
perusing through the mall and like eating at Nordstrom's Cafe. This is like my perfect day. I don't okay. know you didn't ask, but I didn't. that's what I like to do <laughs> at my own pace. Uh-huh. And then getting some coffee and walking around and looking at the like by myself. There's yeah. no need to go on an app to find a friend. No. Like, is it really? I mean, is that a thing? Yeah, it is a thing that people do. I just explained it to you. Oh, you did. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think, I think, like I said, it's for, you know, you move somewhere, you don't know anyone. Maybe you, like, I know at least for me now, I'm still one of the youngest people in my office. Yeah. But there are now starting to be people a little younger than me. But for yeah. a while, I was the youngest person by like 10 years, if not more. And so it's even hard at a certain point like now I'm finding it easier to make friends in the office. But yeah. Before it was like, I, you know, I couldn't even find people who had anything in common with me who were yeah. the same age as me. Like, but you couldn't find like going to the bar and like sitting down and it's just like somebody you strike up a conversation with. That doesn't happen. I will say actually. Oh, look at how many friends I've made. I'm just like yeah, pulling them see. out of my <laughs> So um, I actually play... I'm on a volleyball league. This is how you make friends. I'm in a volleyball league. I play volleyball and um, I play with someone who I did meet at a bar. I was at a bar for an FSU game, Florida State. And so she was there. Yeah. And I was actually volunteering with the alumni association. This is like too much. This is how you make. This This is is how you make friends. You go do very specific life. But but that's how you make friends. You go do stuff, and the people there are liking the things that you're doing. That's why they're there because they also like the things I like. So. We met, we became friends, we play volleyball together. There you go. So, yeah. Yeah, that was, and like I said, another friend was person to person, and then I met her, and then I was like, oh, I like you. But I think the, like I said, the app thing is like really weird. It's weird. I not, some, why is it weird? Why is it easier to find a date on an app than a friend? Than a friend. <laughs> like, I actually came to a completely new place, right? I moved here 14 years ago. Okay, I was like, where was yeah, you? Yeah. <laughs> Not from here. I moved here for a Uh job. And I knew, like, one person. I did have one friend who was already here. Actually, she really wasn't. She was a friend of a friend. Gotcha. And now we're actually better friends than the... Sure. That's what happens. So, I mean, I was somewhere where I knew nobody. All I had was the job. But the job that I had was very, like, insular. Like, we were friends because we were doing a specific job that, like had you working crazy hours and you just it's very like incestuous in a in a newsroom kind of situation so but i'm trying to think did i make any friends outside of the job um yeah no probably feel like the first five years i was here all of my friends were people that i worked with yeah to me like that starts to get a little messy it was It it can be messy and i mean but eventually as I expanded my interest outside of work, I did meet yeah. people. But yeah, it's a little weird. I mean, I don't know now if I was to move to a completely new place, would I get on the app to meet a friend? You Probably wouldn't. not. You would absolutely <laughs> not. I know that about you. But I don't, you know what? I don't want to judge people too harshly who do because if you are a social person, you like to be around people, it can be difficult. I'll say that. But back to Jeannie Ma, I don't think she was wrong for not inviting her Oh, wow. I know we we came. I like to come back to things and finish them up. Um, So, yeah, that was that was kind of an interesting thing that happened this week. What else was going on? Yeah, I don't know. I've been I've been on the app. It doesn't. 
like I said, you end up on a weird date that you didn't know you were going on, and you're like, why? Why did this happen to me? I just the want to It's just so weird. I'm the just apps like, are just weird. Why well, can't you thing. just go okay. to the grocery store and meet somebody? All right, you know what? I'm gonna take your husband for like three weeks. Not, I'm just gonna put him somewhere else, and I'm gonna let you be single. And just you walk up and down the grocery store and tell me how that goes for you. No comment. It might, <laughs> it might work. I feel like you're older, and so it might work, but. I feel like the comments. I don't have a lot of. I don't have a lot of. Uh, I mean, I'll talk to people. You know what I mean. I, I actually will talk to people, and I'm not trying to be. I think it's because I am married, and like I, I don't need to be perfect for you. Like I'm just gonna be me, and talk and be silly. I think that right now people are really, really, really busy. Yeah. Right for the most part. So like, uh, what I've heard from gentlemen around my age is that like you you might see me at the gym but is that the time to talk to me like you don't know if i'm open or not you don't even know if i have a boyfriend or or a husband because some people take off the but that's the point of just being a man you're yeah, supposed but to still I, holler. To be fair i feel like sometimes <laughs> there's like an issue right like sometimes guys don't exactly feel like they can do that they I don't want to bother a new you guy they thing a, a, a younger generation I think that, thing. like to be fair it's probably been like a thing that we might have Partly made them feel. I think that too. But but at the same time, like t- but at the same time, you know what? There's a way to talk to, inquire. to someone yes. who is and not actually be creepy. So are we saying that men just don't have game anymore? I think I think that they don't know where that line is, and so they just edge on the side of like I don't want to be creepy. Yeah, which I can respect, but at the same time, it's like you gotta you, you gotta, gotta put yourself out there. Is it, here's the thing. I'm walking around looking at apples at Publix. Like it's so that you come talk. To so me. you talk it's to not, me. I don't actually care. Right. Like if I'm you buy see it. somebody, you might look at the apples longer because they're standing there. Exactly. And then they're supposed to say, "Oh, do you like Honeycrisp or something else?" I know a lot about apples. I like apples. <laughs> I was also just more like, "This is your game." I can't wait to see that. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> you hang around the apples and be like, "Which one do you like?" You know, you would never do that. Really? Uh-uh. No. It's going to be nice to talk to people. But also, it's like, yeah, when do you, like, you know, does the timing, a lot of us are on different schedules. We're really busy, you know? You I think that's what. so busy. Oh, brother. Doing what? You were just talking <laughs> to me two weeks ago about how everyone needs a hustle and we all need to constantly be hustling. And I was like, you know what I want is a nine to five where I can chill out afterwards. No. And you're like, no, hustle, hustle, hustle. We're all busy, but in the time of doing things, we still can be social and talk to people. You're right. I forgot that. friendly, do it all. You're right. I forgot the caveat on hustle, hustle all the fucking time, except when it's time to not hustle. And look good and be in the Apple department. (laughs) Hanging around, talking to what people. What store do you go to? They got a whole department of apples. No, she's going to the, the produce section is where yeah. you meet people. You're just going, you're picking apples yourself. Yeah, I talk to people because, I mean, I'm just like that. This is how, okay, this is actually perfect into something else I want to talk to you about what? that you don't know about and I can't wait. I know you don't know about this. I feel it in my bones. This is how desperate people are for connection. Have you heard of The Garden? The one that we go to to volunteer. <laughs> what? You know me and my husband volunteer. Well, he I don't know what you and your husband do. At a garden. I didn't know that. You thought our garden is in the backyard? I really no, did. No, it's at a different she- place. <laughs> <laughs> it's a community garden. Okay, that's pretty funny. I live, yeah. No, I've gotten text because I've gotten text from you before where you're like, 
oh, I can't come do this thing. We're working in the garden. And I'm you like. You thought it was in the backyard. I was like, what bougie shit is this? Like, what kind of garden No, you it's have? a community garden. We go there. Gotcha. But is it still our stuff? Yeah. yeah. No, that's fine. <laughs> now you know more about me. Wow. <laughs> Learning more every anyway, day. Anyway, what's the garden? So on TikTok, you, you've you heard of TikTok, yes? I guess. Okay. <laughs> I just went, kept going as that was a yes, because I think it is. So, the the garden is a commune on TikTok, where commune on, commune, <laughs> commune on TikTok, where they, you know, grow their own food, and what, I'm going to give you, Together, or in your own separate going. places? Huh? It's a commune. So oh, it's they communal. live together. I yeah. thought it might have been a virtual commune. Let me back up. Do you know what a commune yes, is? Yes, but I thought it was virtual in this no, time. So no, who no, knows no, what, no. Stuff, so, what people are doing. So it's in Tennessee. It's called The Garden. It's a commune. And so it's getting all this notoriety because the guy, and I'm pretty sure, I don't want to be, yep, nope, that's it. He, his name on TikTok is tree is alive tree for short he runs the the garden and so he started a series of like tiktok videos where okay. he kind of like goes around and was like showing like this is the shower and we get water from here and then we, oh everything's sustainable correct okay. and like how he's going around like showing like this is the the garden where we like grow our food and these are the dumpsters where we dumpster dive okay. for food because that is part oh, of they it. they dumpster dive. Yeah, because they can't create enough food for no, the amount of people can't. that are there. No, So there's all this stuff. Okay. None of them work. What do you mean? Jobs, like real no, jobs. No, because they're on the, they have to make, look, here's the thing. <laughs> At some point people forgot, like the reason we have jobs now is because there's food in a grocery store. Yeah, I know. Because if there wasn't, Everything was we would have... We know. Daylight savings time. We get it. No, I'm just saying, like, we have to be <laughs> making food. That's but they why don't even don't... have enough to feed themselves, so they're not working that hard. Well, this they're guy's got, like, 100,000 followers on TikTok, and he's, like, a lot of his things have gone, like, millions of likes, and it's him showing the garden, and he's been inviting people to, like, come. To come live comedy. there. Yeah, and that's, that's what I'm saying. This is how, like, this is that's how much... Cult. Okay, wait, we're getting this. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> this is how much people want connection is that they're willing to drive out to some random place in Tennessee and go out there and just join this commune. So then he started getting questions on TikTok, like comments that were like, oh, this is a cult. Like, you guys are a cult. And so then he went around. I saw this video. He goes around in the video and he's like, so-and-so, is this a cult? So-and-so, is this a The amount of people who hesitate before they answer that question is concerning. Troubling. Yes. That's, that's scary. So, yeah, that's the kind of thing that you and have And they're letting to... this go, TikTok? Well, I mean. I think that they let a lot of things go. So now we've got people forming cults on yes. social media. And people are actually falling into this because of their want for connection. Yeah, I mean, I think I think they might have had to stop telling people to come. Because, because so many people came? Potentially because of COVID stuff. Like, I feel like, so they're governed through council meetings to reach consensus New arrivals are given a 10-day pass, and then afterwards, they are asked. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> they asked can, to stay or go. He yeah, says right. they can leave whenever they want, which if you have to tell me that I can leave That's whenever problem. I want. That's a problem. So apparently, this has hit as many as 100 people. There were 30 people at the time of the first TikTok. 
So that and means it's 100? Seven, at least at some point, the, at the highest it was 100. So people have come and gone. Mm. But that means seven new people at least have have shown up here. What would be the... What would be going on in your life that would make you go join a TikTok cult? <laughs> I mean, seriously. Like, um, what's happening? I don't know. I don't... I don't... I don't... Is it different from any other cult, though? No, but at least it's not on TikTok. So here's here's what's great too. At some point, I <laughs> at some point they had a cat that was like getting in because they have chickens mm-hmm. for eggs or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think they're vegan. I, that might not be right, but mm-hmm. whatever. They're that kind of hippie people. Okay. So they got the. I know actually they're not vegan. I'm because they're eating eggs. <laughs> they don't eat eggs. They grabbed the cat, killed <laughs> the cat, ate the cat. <laughs> Oh, see. And now, like, where's PETA? You throwing paint on people's fur coats, but not going after get this me cult into to killing you know cats? PETA's, you know PETA's I'm not. over them. Not, <laughs> They're not even a thing If anymore. you put paint on my fur coat, I'm fighting. So. I don't want to play that. Yeah. Yeah, that's ridiculous. So I watch out for your son. because He's he not. Might, he doesn't even go out just play with his friends when they want him to come. He's not easily persuaded. Like, don't you? But I don't think they're the first. The, I don't think they're the first cult on TikTok. And I don't think they're last. I've, I don't I'm, think they are either. I'm starting to you hear different. You know what? You might be right. I'm starting to hear different rumblings of other cults. I'm surprised social media has not been hit with this more. Well, I think they are the thing. I think the thing is that you know, I could name five YouTubers right now that you've never heard about. Yeah. And they all have millions of followers. Yeah. So I don't think it's that it's necessarily they. It hasn't happened. I think. You just don't know about it. And also, you can have a cult following. It doesn't have to be <laughs> physically people there with you. But you could have enough people following you where, and you get them so indoctrinated that you tell them to do something, and they do yeah. it. That's a cult. You I know mean, what I mean? I think you could think a lot of these, you know, a lot of these, in particular, YouTube, yeah. where I spend a lot of my time, a lot of these YouTubers get in trouble, and then their fans are immediately like, wasn't him. You're, yeah, they're you know, defending him. They have up evidence from about these things. Going to bat, arguing right. with people for them. Like fully yeah. soldiered up to, yeah, for these to fight for these people who had right. never given them a dime. No, who just asked them to keep buying their shitty merch. <sighs> and like and subscribe. You're going to have to say that in like 10 minutes. <laughs> <sighs> oh my gosh. So weird. So, my, you know, I'm a Twitter person. You are a Twitter person. Yeah, I like Twitter because. I feel like, I don't know, it's a little bit like I think people there are smarter. But also, it doesn't I, rely that, on so much on the visual. You're the first person to ever say people on Twitter are smarter. They are. There's a lot more cerebral conversations that go on on Twitter also, than anywhere else. It's also a dumpster fire. But so is Instagram. Instagram is like the worst. Not like Twitter. No. Instagram is like so fake. The thing I like about Twitter is that nobody is showing off physically and visually it's all about what you're saying i mean that's true but for the majority there's conversation i feel like on instagram it's all about i'm showing you a picture and you're reacting to it and you're telling me how great it is right on twitter it's like here's my idea tell me why it sucks or why you think it's good anyway there was a conversation on twitter recently that made me think about you because the, I can't wait. <laughs> the person was a hiring manager, um, and I think she was at a technology company. Anyway, she said, today I interviewed five candidates, and not one came with a notebook, pen, or a copy of their resume. 
either I'm getting old you or are. times aren't what they used to be. And I mean, people... The, Both can be true. The, the, the thing that I was bothered by was that the people who were on the side of like not needing to bring those things were so like enraged <laughs> that she would say, <clears throat> I would like for people to bring these things. And my question is, What's wrong with a hiring manager saying that those things make a difference to her? By the way, she is um, she's in PR, social, and digital. So it's not like she's a dinosaur. She's not a dinosaur. Well, PR, you can't say she's not a dinosaur. Well, she's there, from it's, it's for a beer maker. Okay, I'm not going to say who it is. I'm not going to say who it is. She's young. She's younger than me. Okay, that's fine. She's young. So why is it, to me, a person who... So they were saying... You've already got my resume. And so so to me, it's like you're saying you're doing me a favor by coming here to interview for this job. And this is the issue that I have. Like, you're not that special, millennials. You're not. You need oh, to do go. more. Okay. You're, it's 10,000 of you. Yes. I. So everybody's the same. So I need to see how you're going to go above and beyond. That means you have to show that you really want it. And one thing I have noticed is that your generation, and it's not its not you, it's not personal. Oh, thank you, thank you. This is what the <laughs> podcast is about. But, like, why? what is so bad about, like, going all out for something? What's so bad about that? Um, <laughs> I don't. So when I go to a job interview, I do bring a notebook. Okay. Just because... Now, have I ever, ever been in the interview and thought, huh, let me jot that down? You have not? No. Have See, I jotted that's a very entitled thing to say. Have I jotted <laughs> things down so that I appear as if I am jotting things down? You've I never have. not wanted to say, yeah, that was important. Let me write that down and remember that. No. Wow. What jo- I mean, it must not be a job you really, really wanted. It's not a, okay. What? Tell me the things you jot down. If I ask a person, Wait, what are the stop. things? Can I stop you? I'm sorry. I said I'm sorry. This is what I need to know first. When was the last time you went on a job interview? I think mm, this is important. I'm not gonna say that, but it, 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 I have been in a um, modern day interviewing environment. Okay. So. Okay. And I've interviewed people who wanted the job. Okay. So recently, it's not like you're going to say, like, it's been 15 years since you've been on a job interview. I've only been with my current job for six years or seven years. Okay, all right, I'll accept (laughs) that. I will accept that as an answer. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, all right, all right. um, I'm just making sure. There's been other experiences that I've been in where you had to be interviewed for it. And there's things that the person says that I want to remember. What things? I have a question where I say, what's the most important, like in the first 30 days, what are the things that I can do to make a difference here? And I want to remember what they say. So I write it down. You cannot remember that? No, I can't. I'm over 40 and I don't remember stuff people say. So I write it down. If you said to me, like, it's one, two, three, this would be it. I'd be like, huh, okay. I feel like a person, even if you're pretending like you care, is important to me. Like I said, I jot, th- I scribble, I jot things down. The resume thing, I do take umbrage with. Look, let's, first of all, who has a printer? Do you I have do. a printer in your I do, actually, Okay, Because yeah, well, you have to print stuff. You know what, both of you. You have to print things. 
You do. You have to print I them. I have a printer. I don't think it's had ink since I was in college. And where do I print things off at? At work. See? <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. So... <laughs> You gotta print stuff. Why do I need to print it? You because, have it. You've seen it. You but, usually, I. You know what? I used to print it out, and you know what ended up happening? You, they wouldn't take it. No, they already had it printed out. I know, but and what then if they'd they be didn't? like, "Here you go," you and, wouldn't and get I'd be the like, job. And then sometimes they've handed it to me, and I'd be like, "Thanks, didn't? I wrote this." What if they didn't? And they were like, oh, I forgot to bring the resume. You not having the resume would be like, see, she's not prepared for everything. But you having the resume and being like, you know what? I brought a copy. Oh, she's prepared. I'd be like, anything. I can airdrop it to you. Do you have airdrop? Like, see, now I gotta I use my phone number. I don't computer, want you knowing my number right like now. that. Airdrop doesn't use your number. Whatever. See, this I don't, is the I don't kind of want thing you I have to deal with. No, I don't want to give you that. Where is the printed you copy? You don't give me anything. It literally just moves. I don't even right have that on phone. right now. I'm not interested in that. Why ain't you bring a copy? Like I don't know. It's it's a thing, and it's it's it it really is a cultural divide. It's like so. Wait, you're doing me a favor by being here. If you had, and we'll get to that. But if you had someone, you interviewed three people. And the first one was just not it, okay. but they had their resume. Of course, that's not. You're. This is not a good. And question the last. For me. Wait, I'm not done. Okay. And then the last <laughs> one was it, but they weren't prepared to your standards. They didn't jog notes down. And then the second one in the middle, the Goldilocks, let's say, brought everything, but was so so. Like you were kind of kind of had that taste in your mouth where you're like, this person, all they messed up on is that they didn't have a notebook. What? Who would you pick? <clears throat> um, I'm gonna say the answer that you want me to say, which is the Goldilocks one. But I it, think that's crazy. But it would depend on what I need in this candidate, because some people I need to just tell you what I need done, and I need you to be Johnny on the spot and have it done and have it thorough and like not miss a step. And then some people, I need you to think. I need you to be the thinking person. So it depends. But to me, why not cover all the bases? If it's something that you really want, why not be everything? And I'm saying this because the people were like, Cursing at the lady. That's never necessary. And saying, That's never like, okay. go back to the Flintstones. And this is why, you know, and you know what it made me think about? This is why we have such an entrepreneurial culture. Because people do not want to answer to anybody or, like, meet any standard. It's like, what I think is important is the most important thing. And if you're not on this, then I'm going to just work for myself. Like, I, I can't work for anybody. I just think that there would be other... Now, if you had said, if you have a typo in your resume, yeah, that's not... Do you think that that's enough to just get rid of a candidate? Not to get rid of completely, if they really did have that... If they had that expertise I was looking for, and it was one typo, you I might probably be... probably still interviewing. Well, because here's also the thing. Let's just... Let's be very clear about this. It's never just one interview, let me meet you, and then I may or may not have the job. <laughs> it is... Oh, let me give you, you have a 30-minute screener, and then you can come in for an hour, and you'll meet with our HR person, and then if she likes you, you'll come in for another hour, True. and you might meet with the hiring manager, and then when she thinks that she likes you, you can come in for another half an hour, and you can meet with our CFO, because then you're going to have to make sure that she likes you too. So it's never just, it's to the point where, and now imagine if you're a job searcher in this market where you're not, you're, yes, you're looking for jobs, and so you're having this multiple times with 
tens of companies at okay. once. I have been in that position where I am talking to like 10 companies. I have a phone interview with this one. I have an in-person with this one. I have my second in-person with that one. And it just gets to a point where it's like, you're jumping through hoops constantly. You sometimes get to the fourth interview. You still don't, you didn't get the job. You've taken all this time off work. So I think it is a little bit of like, calm down. Really? A little bit, yeah, because you it's, it's, yes, I know that I'm not that special, but also like, you're not the only company that, that is I, that hiring. me. I don't mean it from that perspective of like, oh, I'm so hot. I mean it if like, you want to make a good hire and I want to make a good choice at a company. Meet me halfway here. You're making me go through 80 million steps. <laughs> Fill out an application online. Come in, do the screen, all this stuff. It's like, and, and this, I think what's gotten people to that point is with the job search is that it's, it is so much. Yeah. Because you're you're on interview four, you're on interview five. Right. And you don't get the job, which is fine because you knew that going in. But maybe you stopped seeing another one or maybe you, you know, you were really banking on that one. You know, like all these things are going on and it just feels like, OK, yeah, I want a job. But, but you not know that what? bad. But, but can you work with me, too? <laughs> so one person said, I'm not bringing all that. I have a pen in my purse. You want my resume? Use the one I sent you. I have no problem getting nursing jobs like this. It's not 1997, save the trees. Another I think that's a good, actually, uh, I won't speak to the rest of that, but as far as like the sustainability aspect, I will say that I've seen companies I've applied to within the last five years that are taking a sustainable approach to things. I agree. Where they don't do onboarding with paper, so. Another person said, when I go to pitch meetings with investors, and this is the point I'm speaking to. That's a to, different thing. But, but what she's saying is that, when I go to pitch meetings with investors, I do all of these things. Yes, they could print them. Yes, they already have them. Not the point. You're asking for something. Your job is to make it easy for them. She's saying, she's our, she in her, this is like, say for instance, you got the job. How are you gonna behave after you get the job? To me, the interview is a reflection of that. Are you going to go to meet with our investors and our clients and be like, I didn't bring it, you don't have it? To me, that's an indication of how you may be in all walks of professionalism. Is that outdated to think? I think it is a bit outdated. Wow. Not, again, not the notebook and pen. I get that you, I think that's a an appearance thing where you want to appear. Prepare. Prepare. You want to appear ready for whatever. Like right. I had a mentor tell me when I was uh, still in college, like always come into somebody's office with a pen and paper. Yeah. Because you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. And so I do do that. Um, and on interviews for the most part, because to be honest with you, the first three interviews are the same conversation. And here's the frustrating part too, is that that screener interview, typically not even with the person who's hiring you. No, that's So true. sometimes I ask them questions about the job and they're like, well, that's not really a question for me. That's a question for your bot. Like that's a question for the hiring manager. If I push you onto that point, then you'll ask them. And I'm like, then what, okay, then have me take a personality test also, if you're just curious. Also, this company is in San Francisco. And again, I mean, I'm thinking this is a very high paid job. Again, it's a lot going on here. This is a social digital PR person in San Francisco, probably having a very high paying job that she's looking to hire for someone. And she can't even say, I would prefer you to do these things. It's just really interesting to me. But well, I think that you're right in that 
my thinking may be antiquated, but it also concerns me. I think it I think it's there's a lot wrong with the job search thing in general. Okay. And so like I said, back in the day, from what I've seen in movies, because I'll never have this luxury to experience <laughs> it, you could even walk into an office and give them their, your resume and even try to talk to someone. Yes. Or you would have one interview with the people and they might even shock. Hire you on the Hire spot. Hire you on the spot. <laughs> and then you start Monday. That does not happen anymore. And There's I so think that's many layers. What, I think that's what has gotten people to this point of, you know what, I think, especially when you're that person who it is a job you want and you come on your P's and Q's and you're doing your hardest and you get through three, yeah. four interviews yeah. you've taken off work or if you're laid off, you're, you're going, yeah. yeah, you're trying your hardest to be there. And then sometimes I've had friends, I haven't been in this position, but I've had friends where they just say, we decide not to hire. Mm-hmm. We were, Even though they that, hit all the points. And here's the thing, that's very fair. And the company can choose to do that. However, it's also like, do you realize like all the time I took to do this, you're putting people through a lot. You're putting people, you're asking people of a lot too. And I understand what you're saying where like, I do have to come prepared and I need to show that I'm willing to do this job and I'm going to do it right. But it does drain on you. And especially when you think that a person looking for a job is not nowadays when you're looking for a job, you're not looking like, oh, this one dream job came up and this is the one job I'm going for. You're probably looking for jobs like. Like I said, you've got 10 screener interviews going on within a three-week period, and there's a lot going on. You've got a a spreadsheet I had at one point to just keep all this stuff together. So it does get to a point where it's just like, what are you asking of these people too? Like Everything. This process, right. You're asking (laughs) every single thing. To be perfect. To be exactly perfect. And then why? And like, let's face it, when I get there... I'm replaceable anyway, <laughs> because what's going to happen if you don't like me? True. You're going to get rid of me and find somebody else. So, yeah, I mean, I think you're I think what you're saying is right. And I'm not I think I'm in the middle. I do personally, though, think that. There are some things that show you something about a person like being super prepared. I think that there's a person who is going to be that person and the hiring manager is going to see that if they if they get through there if they get if they even get there then they then that would be the person they hire because i mean sometimes i talk to people whether they're hiring me or they're just talking to me and it doesn't work or and i might be on paper Perfect. Exactly perfect. But I wore red and that person like really <laughs> judges. You know, you don't know you what don't it know. is. You don't know what it is. That's going to set someone off. And so this whole mentality, I think of like, well, if you're looking for a job, like you need to know you're not special. I don't. Yes. Some people do think they're special. I don't necessarily think that's like a generational thing. I okay. think some people from every generation just think they're special. They're God's gift for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. But I do think there's a, a level of like, you know what? I mean, it's gotten out of hand. So would you ever, if there was a job that you really wanted, would you ever like wait until the person who you know is the contact like walked out of the building and approached them? I have several times tried to directly hit up a hiring I'm manager. I'm talking about like Let me finish. finding them. Let me finish. Okay. I have directly hit up a hiring manager on email after finding their contact information and saying, I applied to this job, I really want this job, whatever. 
I have gotten ignored like 10 out of 10 times mm -hmm. and to the point where I'm pretty sure I just pissed them off. And I have been told by people, do not approach me. If I want you, <laughs> HR will, will let you know. Hmm. And so, no, I would absolutely not you go would to someone's office. No, because if, if me emailing you is already such, an, such a hindrance to your day that you are now taking my resume out because I showed too much initiative to find your contact information, then, oh my God, if I go to the office, they're gonna have me arrested. I'm just thinking about um, Wendy Williams. I mean, oh, oh, if you, yeah. if, I mean, and again, I think it may just be a different time, but like there is a time where you're just going balls to the wall because you want it that but, bad. Does that ever happen where you're like, I want this so bad. I am willing to go overboard. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it happens anymore. I, I was going to say, I think when it happens, it happens more for like things that people really want. And nowadays their dream. And nowadays it doesn't always have to do with get and I think it's because to be honest with you as someone who's only been in the workforce for 7 years like professionally cuz I did graduate when I was 20 so it's mm -hmm. a little off but yeah, I'm a little bit of cynic too at this point because I don't think people go I, for their dreams anymore. I think yeah, they do. Are, are, are all the people are you see on YouTube? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm talking about not that way. I'm talking about like there's a position somewhere. I'm talking about more of a traditional job, not a YouTube star. A person who's like, I want to be the marketing director of whatever it is. I think there are people out there, but I think that what's more likely is that person's going to be like, Oh, I don't need to be the marketing director of Coca-Cola. I can start my own business. That's what I'm saying. I think that's really what has happened is that, and I think from that tweet, I saw that and I really was not well, cognizant it, that this shift had happened where people were like, F you with this fabulous job. No, because Now I'm just going to do it on my own. Because again, it's like you're acting like you're giving me a favor by hiring me. Yes. I am also going to work here. This is not, I'm not saying that either of us is doing any favors for anyone. This is the free economy where I'm giving you a service and you are paying me for that service that I'm giving you. So neither of us is doing either the person a favor. I'm giving you something, you're giving me something in return. And if, have you ever been offered a job and you're like, that's not enough money? Yes. Right, and then times. you don't take it. Right, but if it was a job that I really, really wanted, I would probably consider and, and negotiate. Yeah. if they say no, I may still take it. I may or not. Or you may not. And that's the thing is like, here, yes, like there's a, a bunch of people looking for jobs. There's also people hiring. And the minute that, like I said, these companies, they, it's the, the process is ridiculous and they act like they're doing you a favor just so that you can get in and then they mm -hmm. can treat you like you're replaceable. So it's like, I mean, that's, that's, we don't know normal. how they'll treat you. You're saying, oh, I don't know these people. I just mean I'm just in general. Saying in general, we don't know. It could be a great job. It could be a great first step. Sure. But my point is that like, don't act like anyone is doing a, you go to the store and you buy that apple because you <laughs> went there because you were, you know, I you were in your single experiment. You buy the apple. This you're Publix isn't doing you. A, you're not like Publix. I did you a favor by coming in here <laughs> and Publix isn't like, you're welcome. We have apples today. Like you went in, you bought an apple, they, you paid the money. And then that's how that happened. I think that it is a difference. I do. I think that like, because I've had this conversation with a friend of mine who's actually working for a really good um, publicity company in New York. And they're like, they're on a team with a younger person. And they're like, this person is asking all these questions that do not need to be asked. Like, 
they need to shut it and just do a good job. It's a difference. You guys really feel like, and, and it's not bad. It's just different. It's like, you're com- you are confident. You're like, I'm an asset to this. And we were like, let me just I get think, in here yeah. and do what I got to do to be good and excellent. I think there's a point where, and I know we're already probably going over, but I think there's a point where um, people do just act super entitled. Because I have had interns before where I'm like, you need to sit down, love, and you need to just do your so job. maybe it's getting worse. No, because I also think there's just a level of like... You, it, we're not like once you get out of that mindset of like, oh, I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. Like, I'm just lucky to have a job. Yeah. Because nowadays, there's studies that have shown this, although I don't have it up right now. The only way to get a raise or the it's most prevalent it, no, is to leave. Yeah, to leave. People yeah, find for sure. promotions and raises are more common now if you leave your position and go somewhere else. That's the only way you're going to get a substantial raise Correct. in income. And so I think that with, again, with that shift, yeah, You're shifting from, I've got to jump through an Olympic-sized, like, hurdle, decathlon, to be able to even get this job offer. Yeah. And then once I get in here, I know in three years, I'm going to have to get a new job to if I want to move ahead. That's true. So I think, it, again, it's like just a mind shift where it's like, you could, I have heard, they say, <laughs> there are stories of old, that you could have had a job and... One year, five years, ten years, you get Make promotions or you yeah, get you raises yeah. or openings become available to you, yeah. what have you. And and that staying longevity with a company meant something. Yeah. No one cares anymore. That doesn't matter. I anymore. don't think so. Because I've it's been at places for long enough and that doesn't happen. And like I said, I have switched around and that is where I got the most money. Well, that's how it'll happen. And that's fine. But that's what I'm saying is like, don't if you you have to give people incentives to stay in this kind of world that we've created, where if you want to get ahead, you move. That's true. Because if not, why would I say I'm I already am coming into this knowing that I'm going to have to move. So if you want to really keep me. We have to work together to make this worth it for both of us. Gotcha. It's more of a business negotiation at that point. Interesting. Well, that's what. That's what I was thinking about. Have I swayed you at all? No. <laughs> I still think people need to do more. But, but the anyway, resume thing is me. too much. The resume thing's too I much. I don't think that's bad. I don't know. I have a very different rearing of professionalism. Must- I had some real ball busters. But it was like the best thing ever. It taught me a lot. And it was not, it was a lot of stuff that I'm like, why does this even matter? But it created a person who I'm like, this does matter. Until it doesn't anymore. I won't be doing, I'll be out by then. I mean, yeah, it may not matter now. It doesn't matter now. (laughs) It doesn't matter now. But, you know, I mean, it does because I just have that bias. But again, things have changed. The work economy has changed. You do have to move around a lot to really make substantial gains. I just think that showing off a little bit and like going above and beyond is a good thing. I think that that's what people should be doing. Like, otherwise, why are you even applying? You know what I'm saying? Like, why are because you even I trying? To, because I have to apply to 300 <laughs> jobs before I hear from one of them. But All right. All right. Well, <laughs> that's all for today. Hey, guys. It's been the You're Not Wrong podcast. Hope you enjoyed. Thanks for listening. And if you like what you heard here and you want to hear more, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. And follow us on social media.